Welcome to the Live to Shoot podcast. I'm Jeff Dowdle, and I've been a licensed firearm dealer for 13 years, and I'm passionate about supporting our Second Amendment rights. In this podcast, we'll cover various topics related to the Second Amendment, plus any other topics of the day that are interesting or, or relevant. I might even slip in a sports story or some movie topics occasionally. I hope you find this podcast informative, and, and you can take away at least a little nugget each week that you didn't know. Now, in this week's episode, we got a special treat. We're introducing Mr. Howard. He's going to be helping us with our new YouTube channel, and I'll be putting a link to that in our show notes later on. But in this episode, Mr. Howard introduces us to how to buy your first handgun. So take it away, Mr. Howard. Hello, YouTube. Mr. Howard here doing another video for our friends over at LiveToShoot.com. I don't know when you're going to view this, so jump on over to the Live to Shoot's website and see what kind of deals I got going. There's going to be podcasts and forums and all kinds of stuff over there talking about shooting and, and the shooting world and Second Amendment and all those kinds of things. Uh, Live to Shoot asked me to do a video on some of the frequently asked questions, so I've got a bunch of them. But today we're going to start with uh, the one I get from guys like me. You know, I'm not a military guy, not a law enforcement, I'm just a guy. Now I've competed in lots of competitions over the years, IDPA, Dipsic, Cowboy Action, High Power Rifle, Two Gun, Three Gun, Trap, Skeet, Small Bore Rifle, that's where I got started competing. Uh, all these great things that have you know, furthered my education into shooting guns and, and and all the shooting sports. So that's what I've been asked to do is share some of my very, very expensive education with you guys for free. Well, it's a pandemic, got nothing else to do. So we're gonna give it a whirl here. So Mr. Howard, I wanna get into shooting. It looks like a lot of fun. I go into the gun store and I'm intimidated. I go to the rent guns at the shooting range and it's just not all that pleasant. Help me. Well, here goes. So first off, all those things are, are great. I'm familiar. I've been around a lot of gun stores uh, and I've seen a lot of people do it the wrong way where if you don't wear camouflage or you're not a hunter or you're not law enforcement, or you're not a member of their range or whatever, that you're not doing proper kind of turns them off. Uh, and I, I'll do a whole video on uh, gun stores and what it's like to run a gun store as, as a business. Uh, that's topic for another day. But at any rate, you, they don't pay a lot to stand behind a gun counter. There's not a lot of margin in guns, contrary to cop popular belief that people think that guns are expensive and that the dealers have a ton of markup in it. Uh, that's just not the case. So you get a lot of people in there who are more or less volunteering their time and uh, they hear the same questions over and over and over and sometimes they just don't, uh, they just don't come across that uh, pleasant. I know, I've been one of those people. I, I've struggled with it. So we'll do some videos here in the comfort of my office and everybody can, you can watch them in the comfort of your own home and everybody will be uh, comfortable. So Mr. Howard, I want to get into shooting. You know, 
maybe I live in the city. I don't, I don't have my own shooting range. Uh, like those guys on YouTube, I don't live out in Utah where I can just walk out and drop steel targets and drive back my truck and shoot them from a thousand yards. Or I don't have a bunch of, you know, steel silhouettes that I can shoot from the draw and practice and do all those uh, cool ninja gun stuff that I see on TV or on YouTube. But I sure do like guns and, and hey, I'm one of you. So I'll tell you what I tell everybody else is you need to go get yourself a 22 revolver like this one. You're not going to find one like this one. Mr. Hire's been hanging on to this thing for a very long time. It was made in the 50s, but we're not talking about this specific gun, but I will talk about this specific gun in some video sometime, but this is a Harrington and Richardson's model, uh, sportsman's model. This one happens to be single action only. So it's, uh, they don't, didn't make a whole ton of these. Long story short, my father gave me that gun and that was my first gun. I asked for a pellet gun and he said, pellet guns are for sissies, I'll get you a 22. <laughs> One of the great stories I have about my father, I don't have a lot of them, but that one is one of the good ones. And me and my friends, we shot that gun and, until it broke, because that's actually the replacement gun. We, we shot the double action version of that gun so many times that it couldn't be repaired. We It needed a new hammer, new sear, new hand. It needed everything needed to be new. And before the wild and woolly days of the internet, those parts were incredibly hard to find. So... I traded that gun off to a gunsmith for parts and I would spend a lot of time trying to track down another one as I got older. But I realized the the genius behind the 22 long rifle revolver is, is that it always goes bang. Since then, I've, I've seen people come into gun shops and ask for, you know, they want to get into shooting and, and most of the time they get steered towards some sort of 9mm or 40 or 45, which is... We'll get to that in a second. That's not what I recommend. But if they do take the advice and they do buy a 22, they want automatic. They want to rack it, hit the magazine. They want to be like the guys they see on TV. And uh, there, there's one problem with that is uh, Glock has found recently with their model 44, I believe, is no matter how much engineering you put into a automatic, uh, 22 revolver or sorry an automatic 22 pistol they're finicky on ammo the the ammo is uh, you it, it takes some time but usually the cheapest ammo that you find it online or cabela's or whatever is not consistent enough to run a brand new 22 automatic sometimes it is sometimes it isn't but you just got this new shooter you talked them into this 22 and they go home they go out in their backyard or wherever to shoot it and uh, it jams and you know so all of a sudden the good news is they're learning their clearing drills but they're also uh, getting frustrated because uh, this little gun's not working so i don't recommend 22 automatics for people as their first gun if i can talk them into it i'll talk them into a ruger single six or ruger's got sp 101 and uh double action Smith & Wesson's got a couple of guns uh, that they're still making. These guns usually have nine rounds or 10 rounds of 22, and uh, they're a lot of fun. And the, the great thing about that 
little gun is you can hand it down from generation to generation. You can teach kids to shoot with that gun. That's a that's a forever gun. Once you get one of those, you'll you'll never want to get rid of it. So it's a great first gun. Doesn't matter how old you are, or how young you are. If you're just getting into shooting, they're great. If you forget to put your hearing protection on, it won't kill you. Always shoot with hearing protection, even with these 22s. Though you'll you'll lose your hearing when you're old like me. However, I did have an uncle when I was little who who mentored me a little bit. One of the things he said was he always shot with hearing protection. And so I've always shot with hearing protection, except for a couple times when just kind of forgot to put it on. Use your hearing protection. It, it'll it'll save you. It'll save your save your ears. You don't want to lose them. So that's it. That's the the basics. You want to go with the 22. Now there's going to be people out there who said, but I I want to be able to defend myself, and I don't feel adequately defended with a 22. And you're right. Right. If I had to, I'd shoot somebody with a 22, but I'd be shooting them a whole bunch of times. President, remember, President Ronald Reagan was almost killed with a 22 long rifle. So they're quite deadly. Don't don't test them. They're not pellet guns. You you shoot something with it, you you better mean to kill it because it, it'll do the job. Now you it won't do the job as great as uh, modern handgun ammunition. And yeah, there's going to be those be out there who are just to say 22 is just just not it for me. I got to have something bigger. So my answer to that is buy a Glock 19 or a Smith and Wesson MP. One of those two guns that'll get you into the modern polymer frame striker fired guns that are proliferate this planet and uh, knock yourself out. There's nothing wrong with those guns. In fact, I've got a Smith and Wesson MP right here. I bought this gun. This is a full size. So, a uh, little edit there. So this is a Smith & Wesson MP. This is a five inch gun, 17 round mag. I bought this gun for two reasons. Number one reason was I wanted to get into striker fired pistols. I wanted to be able to talk about them. I wanted to understand what all the fuss was about. Everyone I'd ever shot, I was not all that impressed with compared to the guns I already had, but you know, you can't go against uh, modern convention forever and uh, Glocks were taking over the world and Smith and Wesson had come out and built their version of a Glock and uh, I just liked the grip on the M&P better and the second reason I, I bought this gun was to teach my daughter how to shoot a modern pistol. I figured you know the guns that she's going to run into when she's uh, in her 20s and 30s and 40s and whatever they're, they're probably going to be Glocks. So I wanted to make sure that she knew how to run one of these guns. And unlike a Glock, these guns have smaller back straps on them. They're a little easier for uh, small hands to get around. And I know that you can do it with a Glock. There are plenty of small-handed shooters out there shooting Glocks. But this was before Glock had the MOS system, and I wanted something I could put an optic on and eventually help old Mr. Howard's bad eyesight, which, topic for another video, we'll talk about bad eyesight and corrective lenses and stigmatisms and all those kinds of things one of these days for you guys out there who suffer from the same problem I do. But suffice it to say, it's getting really hard to focus on that front sight. Uh, it's 
I've been shooting a long time, so I know what's out there, and I, I trust that I get the best focus on it I can, and I pull the trigger, and I do the same thing over and over and over, and all the bullets are going to group down there in the same general area. But I won't be doing any bullseye shooting with iron sights ever again in my life. It's just not going to happen. So I don't carry this gun. I don't even have a carry holster for this gun, and I know a lot of you guys are getting into shooting and you want a gun that if you're a gal that maybe you can put in your purse or, you know, you can keep it in the car or, you know, I'm sure you're thinking you're going to carry it on your body. And carrying a concealed weapon, that's a, that's a whole nother video on its own. But I know that when people are looking at buying new guns, they're thinking that they're going to shoot it. They're going to be the deadliest person alive and they're going to be John Wick and they're going to need to conceal it. Well... Glock 19 uh, is small enough that you can conceal it, but big enough yet that you can shoot it. And that's the that's the big thing. If you jump down to a small, small gun that you can easily conceal, like a pocket gun, like, uh, you know, one of those small Kimbers or one of the uh, SIG, I think they're the P938, little single action 9mm. Those are great guns. They'll work, they'll do the job, but you're not going to want to practice with them. When you go to the range, like I said in the beginning, Mr. Howard, I shoot because I enjoy shooting. There's something about, you know, the precision of it, and uh, I enjoy shooting it. And one of the things that'll kill that enjoyment is shooting big calibers out of tiny guns. And so I tried to avoid doing it. So for years, here's my carry gun. I, I shot IDPA. I've even shot Ipsic with this gun. This is Browning High Power, and I've carried this gun. And the right type of holster, I can carry this gun just fine. But, you know, it's a, the, the, this gun is a custom Browning High Power, and the, the time came that it was time to retire that gun from being carried all the time. I still shoot it at the range and enjoy shooting it. And I had to make a decision, you know, I need a gun, uh, mid-size, uh, gun, 9mm, like a Glock 19. This is the original Glock 19 size. If you lay a Glock 19 next to a Browning High Power, you'll find out that they're very similar in size. And, and Glock 19s uh, carry 15 rounds. The Smith & Wesson MP compact or carry, I, I can't tell you which one exactly. I lose track of all the nomenclatures and for SIG and Smith and & Wesson and, you know, uh, all those guns, but they're 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 15 round double stack guns. They're all basically they got four inch barrels on. They're they're what I would call the mid size versions of their striker fired pistols. And you know those guns are concealable. Like I said, I've already got Browning high powers. If I wanted a gun that carried 15 rounds that was that size, that you know I had to wear certain clothing to conceal. Well, I just keep carrying my Browning high powers. But uh, I wanted something that's smaller. Just like I said, of course, this isn't my first gun. This is, uh, God knows, on my 80th gun as far as handguns go. I I've gone through a lot of guns. There's another video for you. We'll go through. I don't have them all, but I've got pictures of all the guns I've ever had. And uh, we can go through old Mr. Howard's gun collection sometime. That might thrill a few of you a little bit. Just let us know down in the comments, you know, the types of things that you want to see us do videos on. I'm just talking here. Hopefully just giving you some straight talk for some of you guys that just don't fit into the current slots of all the craziness that's on YouTube. You're not out trying to be an assassin or 
get into uh, gunfights. You just you just enjoy shooting. You, you maybe you enjoy collecting guns, and uh, you just want some help making some good choices. That's what that's what we're here for. So, my current carry pistol that I've uh, settled on is this. This is a Sig P365XL. It's it's the bigger version of the 365, and I got to tell you that I waited a long time to find a handgun that fit this particular dimension. I, I've shot the 365 and I, I, I kind of thought it was a little small. But when I go to draw that gun, there's just not a lot of grip for me to get my hand on. Once it's in my hand, it's it's fine. I shoot that gun just fine. But when I decide on a carry gun, I want something with just a little bit more grip on it so I get my hand around it. So, you know, this gun is, is big enough that I can take this to the range and, and shoot it all the time and practice with it and put a lot of rounds through it. If I was going to take a defensive handgun course, I probably wouldn't use this gun. I'd probably use my high powers. I might even use a 1911. That's what I have always used in the past when I take gun courses, but uh, that's another topic for another day as to why I've used 1911s for that. It was the thing to do when I was a younger man was to use 1911s. A lot of those gun courses now, they expect you to show up with a Glock 19. Like I said, I, I, I don't have any Glocks, but they're good for what you want to do. One of these days, I'll make a video explain to you how it is that I don't have any Glocks. Um, but I do have this 365 XL, and it's a hell of a gun. Pardon my French. It uh, You can shoot it at the range. I've probably got about 2,500 rounds of this gun, and uh, it's very pleasant to shoot. So is it as pleasant to shoot as a larger gun like a like maybe the SIG P320 or the Smith & Wesson MP with 15 round magazine or the Glock 19? I don't know. I haven't shot those guns a lot, but those are all good choices. But if you're gonna skip right past the mid-size gun and go to something you can carry, I can personally recommend the SIG P365XL. I'm not going to do a whole video on the 365XL. If you want to see a great video on the 365XL, go check out luckygunner.com. That guy over there does wonderful videos, and uh, he'll explain everything there is to know about the 365XL and, and why it works so well. It's a great video. I highly recommend it. But that's it. Those are my recommendations. If you want to talk old school, I can, I'll make a revolver video one day on 38, 357 Magnum revolvers and uh, tell you about, uh, although this is Smith & Wesson 686 is too big for me to carry. I don't have the body type to hide a gun like this. It's been one of my favorite guns and uh, I've practiced with this at the range and, and then carried a smaller version of it, a J-frame gun, double action revolver for years too. And that little J-frame's kind of like the, uh, P365 or the the little single action 938s or any of those type of guns. A little too small to shoot a whole lot. And and the bottom line is if you want to be proficient with these guns, you want to hit what you're aiming at, you need to be putting a lot of rounds down range. And how you do that, you get yourself a good range gun like this, like this, or like this and you buy as much ammunition as you can get your hands on and you go shoot. So there you have it. Uh, first gun, get yourself a 22 revolver. 
teach yourself how to shoot, watch YouTube videos about side alignment and trigger squeeze and all that and, and learn to do it with a 22 revolver. Then step yourself up into a Glock 19 size gun and nine millimeter and, and move on from there. As you master these different guns, then you won't have to watch YouTube to get answers to your questions. You'll start to become your own personal authority on how to shoot and, and how you shoot well. So as always, be safe out there. Wear your hearing protection, wear your eye protection. Don't point guns at things that you don't intend to shoot. And if you're gonna make a YouTube video, make sure you don't have any ammunition around when you're filming. It would be super embarrassing if you were to actually discharge a weapon and put it on YouTube. So once again, Mr. Howard for Live to Shoot. We'll see if Mr. Howard can edit these videos and actually get them up on YouTube. If I do like and all that kind of stuff down at the bottom, but send us your comments and we'll address those in the next video. So Mr. Howard, signing off. Well, thank you, Mr. Howard. As always, if you like this podcast, subscribe to it. Rate it five star on the Apple Podcast. You'll see my email in the show notes. You can email me with any comments or questions. Tell me what you thought about Mr. Howard. And if you also can subscribe to our newsletter, and, and I'll put a link to our YouTube channel, and you can subscribe to it as well. So until next time, thank you.